This podcast contains audio extracted from the Harry Potter Theory Extra YouTube channel. Hey everyone, welcome to another installment of Harry Potter Theory. Today we'll be discussing everything we know about Harry's life before he discovered he was a wizard and became a student at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. It all began on July 31st in the year 1980 when Harry James Potter was born to Lily and James Potter in Godric's Hollow. Lily Potter, formerly Lily Evans, was a muggle-born witch who grew up in the English town of Cokeworth with her parents and sister, Petunia. Harry's father, James, on the other hand, was a wealthy pure-blood wizard and the only son of two rather elderly parents, both of whom came from well-established magical families. During his first year of life, Harry lived with his mother and father in Potter Cottage, a quaint little house located in Godric's Hollow. He was christened at a small ceremony which was only attended by his parents and godfather, Sirius Black, who was also James's best friend. Harry's first year quickly went by and he turned one while still living at Potter Cottage, where Lily and James hosted a small birthday celebration to mark the occasion. After receiving a toy broomstick for his birthday from his godfather, Sirius, it became clear that Harry was a rather fun-loving confident little boy. Due to a letter that Lily sent to Sirius thanking him for the gift and describing Harry's antics while flying it, we know that the Potter family also had a pet cat at this time. Sadly, this rather idyllic family life was soon to come to an end, due to a prophecy that would upend Harry's entire existence. Prior to his birth, the future Professor Sybil Trelawney made a prophecy while she was being interviewed by Professor Albus Dumbledore at the Hogshead Inn for the school's divination position. Based on the date of Trelawney's appointment as a professor at Hogwarts, it's believed that this prophecy was made in June of 1980, right before Harry was born. The prophecy predicted the following. The one with the power to vanquish the Dark Lord approaches, born to those who have thrice defied him, born as the seventh month dies, and the Dark Lord will mark him as his equal, but he will have power the Dark Lord knows not and either must die at the hand of the other, for neither can live while the other survives. The one with the power to vanquish the Dark Lord will be born, as the seventh month dies. And while there were actually two wizards born near the end of the seventh month of that year who matched the description in the prophecy, namely Harry Potter and Neville Longbottom, Lord Voldemort decided that it was more likely about the Potter boy, and thus began the upending of Harry's life. After overhearing Sybil Trelawney make the prophecy at the Hogshead Inn, Severus Snape, not knowing the impact his actions would have, shared what he had heard with Voldemort. This led to the Dark Lord deciding the prophecy was about Harry Potter and devising a plan to target the family and murder the boy. Snape, who was madly in love with Lily Potter, shared Voldemort's plans with Albus Dumbledore, pleading with him to help protect Lily. Dumbledore then warned the Potters and sent them into hiding. Tragically, James and Lily entrusted their secret location to the wrong person, using the Fidelius charm to try and hide themselves from the Dark Lord. Their chosen secret keeper, James's longtime friend Peter Pettigrew, was secretly working for Voldemort and betrayed the Potters, giving up the location of Potter Cottage to the Dark Lord. And so, on October 31st, 1981, Voldemort stormed the Potters' home in Godric's Hollow, killing James on sight and murdering Lily when she refused to move away from Harry. Lily's sacrifice then protected Harry from the Dark Lord's killing curse, which instead bounced back on Voldemort and reduced him to a shadow version of himself. 
Harry was then retrieved from Potter Cottage by Rubius Hagrid and taken to meet Albus Dumbledore and Minerva McGonagall out front of Number 4 Privet Drive. This was, of course, the address of the Dursley family, which included Lily Potter's sister, Petunia Dursley. Here, outside of Number 4 Privet Drive, Dumbledore decided that the only way to keep Harry safe from the inevitable return of the Dark Lord was for him to live with his Aunt Petunia, Harry's only surviving blood relative. In living with Petunia and her family, Lily's sacrificial love would continue to protect him so long as he called their home his own. And so, for ten long years, Harry did just that, although he was never made aware of the important details of his living arrangement until he was much older. It's unclear where Harry would have slept when he was first delivered to the Dursleys as an infant, but by the time he was ten, Petunia and Vernon had him living in a cupboard under the stairs, while their son Dudley occupied two bedrooms to himself on the upper floor. With no visible evidence that he lived at Number 4 Privet Drive, the Dursleys tried to hide his very existence from the majority of visitors. Harry was almost constantly abused by the entire Dursley family, both emotionally and verbally. While this abuse would vary from day to day, it was especially bad when Harry would inexplicably make things happen, such as when he made his hair grow back overnight after Petunia hacked it all off, or when he accidentally apparated onto the roof of his school. One of the few people who did know of Harry's existence, however, was his uncle's sister, Marjorie Dursley, whom he was made to call Aunt Marge, despite there being no blood relation between the two. Marge was equally as abusive to Harry as the rest of the Dursleys, allowing her pet bulldog to chase him up a tree for hours on end and gifting him a box of dog treats for Christmas one year. Harry's wardrobe consisted entirely of worn-out clothes that had once been his cousin Dudley's. This meant that basically everything Harry wore was far too big on him, as Dudley was a much larger child than he was. For his birthdays, there were never any celebrations or parties, and the only gifts he ever received were his uncle's old socks or, for some strange reason, coat hangers. By contrast, Dudley received heaps of presents every year for his birthday. Harry's aunt and uncle would also often take Dudley out for exciting excursions, including their trip to the zoo for his 11th birthday. During most of these outings, Harry was made to stay with a neighbour, Arabella Fig, who was actually a squib and member of the magical community. Arabella purposely kept her true identity hidden from Harry, and made his visit as unexciting as possible, so that the Dursleys would continue to send him to her and she could keep an eye on Harry, all at the request of Dumbledore. As a child, Harry attended the same elementary school as Dudley, which was called St. Gregory's Primary School. At school, Dudley and his friends would bully Harry almost daily, and often subjected him to a game they liked to call Harry Hunting. Due to Dudley's dislike of Harry, none of the other students wanted to befriend Harry for fear of being targeted by Dudley and his gang. As it were, Harry led a rather lonely existence both at home and at school for the majority of his childhood. Before discovering that he was a wizard, Harry was scheduled to attend Stonewall High, a public secondary school with a terribly dull grey uniform. Of course, Harry's first day at Stonewall High never arrived. His official acceptance letter to Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry came just before his 11th birthday, although that particular letter was intercepted by his uncle Vernon. However, many more letters arrived after that, with the Dursleys' home eventually being magically bombarded by heaps of the same letter that flew in through their fireplace. In an effort to prevent Harry from ever reading his acceptance letter and attending Hogwarts, Vernon then took the entire family to a remote shack on a rocky isle to try and hide from the wizarding world. 
It was here that Rubius Hagrid came back into Harry's life, except this time he arrived to take Harry away from the Dursleys, rather than bring him to them. With Hagrid's arrival also came Harry's first ever birthday cake, handmade by Hagrid himself, and the truth about who he was. As his aunt and uncle had lied to Harry about his identity for his entire childhood, telling him that his parents had died in a car crash, and that the lightning bolt scar on his forehead was from that same accident, Hagrid was enraged. Things got a little heated after that, with Hagrid telling Harry the truth about his parents, yelling at Vernon, and also giving Dudley a pig's tail. But once all that was sorted, Hagrid and Harry set out from the shack, and Harry's new magical life began. And with that, we've come to the end of today's video. What did you think? Did I miss anything about Harry's life before he went to Hogwarts? Please share your thoughts in the comments below, and as always, if you enjoyed this video, don't forget to like it and subscribe to the channel. Until next time, remember, it does not do to dwell on dreams and to forget to live.